we'll look into the Word of God and we'll pray. Our Father God, as we look into your Word, we pray you'd show us great things. I, for one, am sick and tired of Satan picking off your children one at a time because they just don't hearken to the things that you've called them to do. Help us, Lord, to understand your word, to get it, to make it a, a focal point in our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I've asked Mike to put up, Mike up, to put up uh, uh, the words that song. It was a new one that they introduced to us because it was... Uh, no, the first actual verse, or the one that they started with, I guess. It has to do with Satan. Nope. Go through them all until I tell you to stop. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, that's good, but it was before that. Nope. I, I'm, say, I'm saying go through the whole thing. Because I, I want to, there's something I want to, okay. One, uh, one by one the enemy has whispered, did, did he do this and I missed it? Okay, one by, enemy, one by one the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves. What's the next one? But we know that you are, that you are God, yours is the victory. We know there's more to come that we may not see. And I, I was thinking of that, it kind of speaks to what we're talking about today. And by the way, I didn't tell them to sing those songs. I never tell them what to sing. They pull stuff like that out. And I was thinking about, go back to that last one. One by one, the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves. Have you ever seen this happen? Whoa, we've seen it happen all the time. Gee, I wish I could come up with an illustration. Oh, there's illustrations all around us. All around us. I'm not trying to be harsh. I get very excited about this. I get very, I get very emotional about this because I see people. Does the scripture talk about this at all? I'd say we're going to chapter 3. Four chapter 3 is chapter 2, verse 26. That they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Why would we do the will of Satan? We're supposed to be doing the will of God. And why is Satan, one by one, picking off, one by one, the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves. When he grabs hold of you, free day, happy day, Satan's got control. No, slavery with sin is always slave. You've seen that in the Exodus, in, in, in uh, the book of uh, ex, the Exodus, when they leave Egypt. Egypt is a picture of the world. What are they doing in Egypt? They're slaves. What were you before you came to Jesus Christ? You're a slave. Now you're saying, well, but I'm a slave now. Yeah, but it's a, to a better class of master than the one we used to serve, okay? And our slavery towards Jesus Christ is we willingly lay down our, our rights and we say, Lord, you know, th you know thy will be done. And, and we understand. You can go ahead and put that away now, Mike. Uh, good song, good choice of song, and it's, it ha helps to illustrate our point here today. Before we get to chapter 6, we're going to look at all these other chapters, uh, all these other verses first. Look at, uh, be strong in the grace. Remember how he called them to? And he gives us examples. So we're just, I'm going very fast over this because this is by way of, we've already covered this ground, okay? So I'm, gonna, I, I'm skipping verses, something I never ever do. But this is just by way of, you know, kind of getting a running start at where we need to be. He gives examples. Endure hardship, uh, hardness is a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
Don't be doing civilian stuff. Your commanding officer would not like that. If a man also strive for masteries, strive for masteries, it's talking about competition and sporting events. And we know Paul uh, used to borrow a lot of metaphors from the sporting world. I bet he'd be a Patriots fan. Uh, that's just me, though. I, I can't prove that. I'm, I know I'm out on a limb. They don't saw it off. I, I, I know for this he'd be a sports fan because he was. Because he was. Because he, he definitely drew from that world. He talks about, you know, he's not like shadow boxing. He talks about running the race, and his race is almost, and he, and he talks about that, and he, he talks about wrestling, uh, running the race, uh, a, lot, a lot of things like that. He borrows from that world. Here he's saying, you know, if you're going to uh, go for the gold, you, you can't win it unless you play by the rules. And the husbandman, the farmer, the hard-working farmer that laboreth, laboreth means it's hard-working, the hard-working farmer, that's not a stretch. Does anyone ever hear of the lazy farmer? Maybe out of business, right? A hard-working farmer, he's going to be the first partaker of the fruits. And he has to be, by the way. Um, that's, how, that's the way it works. Now, I think the, the, the three things here, the metaphors, are whichever one you embrace but sometimes you're going to fight the good fight sometimes you're going to patiently labor for the lord sometimes it's like you're going to run the race the, the, you don't really get to select but here's the thing that the the soldier who quits he never sees the victory the athlete who quits he never gets the gold the 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 farmer who quits never gets the crop in so it's talking about a tenacious stick and this is the whole idea. Remember, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of me. Others have quit. Others have punked out. Don't you do that. <coughs> and this is, this is, I think, the whole chapter in a nutshell. Uh, consider why I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised by the dead according to my gospel. Is that important? Oh, it's... It's... It's the gospel. It's the gospel. Uh, he's raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. We kind of ended here or a couple of verses after this. If you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're getting in trouble. That's why he's bound. This, this is his last epistle, most people think. His to-do list, finish this epistle, send it off to Timothy, get my head cut off. That's his day planner. That's all he's got left, okay? He's coming down the home stretch. And he's saying, yeah, I suffer trouble resulting in bonds, but guess what? The Word of God isn't, bo isn't bound. And we can see that all over the world. Yeah, you guys ever listen to Voice of the Martyrs like I've recommended several times in the past? Anyone here listen to that podcast? That's Listen, they torture, they kill, they imprison. They make martyrs out of, of the people of God. Does that slow down the process? <laughs> it never has in the from the, from the get-go. It never has. You know, they, they take the apostles and they beat them. They whip them. Don't you be talking in that name anymore. And they go off praising God that they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus sake how do you how do you defeat people like that word of God isn't bound try it many have doesn't work it could never work 
Therefore, because of this reason, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I don't mind going to jail. I don't mind being beaten. I don't mind even getting my head cut off as long as it goes to the furtherance of the gospel. That's what he's saying. It's a faithful saying, if we, uh, will be de- if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. This is, hocks back to the resurrection, right? Right? If we die with him, now, I always said in the past, baptism is a picture of this. It's not the actual. It's not the actual. It's just a picture of, you know, death, burial, resurrection. It's a picture of our newness in Christ. It's a good picture. <coughs> If we die with him, if we die with him, we shall also live with him. Same was. So I got to die a martyr to go to heaven? No. No. Pick up the cross daily and follow him. Don't wait wait to be a martyr. Death to self now. If you would save your life, you would lose it. Okay? This isn't isn't anything new. This isn't any ground we haven't covered before. This is well-traveled. We know this very well. No, we die for Christ now. We die to self. We take up our cross, that instrument of torture. No amens here this morning. You don't like that, do you? Flesh never likes death to self. Necessary. Why? What's, what's happening there? Resurrection in the end. Um, we're, we're dead to self. What does that look like? It looks like I don't have an agenda. I don't have a plan. I don't have a I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. Well, Lord, what do you want me to do? Thy will be done. We've already talked about it. Satan's will, I ain't listen to him. I do his will. I'm doing God's will. Uh, I know people who do Satan's will. They get picked off. They listen to the lies. How's their life going? Well, pretty bad. They, get, they do everything Satan tells them to do. Then what happens? Joy unspeakable. Peace that passes understanding, right? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. They're slaves. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, no, you ever see me worship? I raise my arms. Well, if nothing else, I'm showing like I'm just praise the Lord. I'm praise you, but I'm gonna show everyone. Listen, no chains here, no chains here. He set me free. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Don't be entangled again into a yoke of bondage. How silly is that? He's freed me from all that, and I'm still under. No, it ain't happening. Let's keep moving. I'm gonna lose all my time again. If we be dead with him, we should also live with him. If we shall suffer. And we will. We shall also reign with him. What does that look like? I have no idea. Is that the millennial kingdom? We're going to have like, I don't know, like you're going to be like the princess of like Australia? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know. We'll reign with him. Whatever that means. Okay? Jesus is going to come up and set up his government for a thousand years there on earth. We're going to be part of that? Apparently, somehow, has it got to do with faithfulness? And I think so. I think so. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Any questions? Matthew chapter 10. I think it's Matthew chapter 10. Yeah, I hope it is. I hate when I make us all turn to a place and then it's not there. Matthew chapter 10. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. That's plain spoken as any. doesn't need any comment, does it? Neither does the next verse. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him also will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. Sobering words? Okay, Adam, I'll pull a rabbit out of the hat and make that not say what it sounds like it says. 
No, I think I like it just like that. And besides, Jesus doesn't need no editors. He only needs proclaimers, okay? He didn't mess it up. He got it right. It's pretty sobering. Again, no amens, right? We, we know it to be true. We don't love it. You say, well, Adam, if, I, if I'm going to be honest with you, I've denied Christ. Yeah, so did Peter, okay? I think it's talking about a lifestyle, okay? I think it's talking about, like, never no repentance. I, I, I don't follow Jesus. I don't, he's not my Savior. He's not my God. He's nothing to me. Criminal died on a cross. What does that to do with me? Oh, yeah, you want to go to heaven with those being your last words you uttered? I don't think that's a good, I don't think that's a good place. Well, Adam, you said before, if, you know, you're saved, you know, he won't let you out of his hand. I still maintain that. You might have a bad spell, but he'll give you every opportunity for repentance. I, I, I think that. Am I right? Well, listen, don't count your whole eternity on what I think, okay? Use the Bible. The Bibles are... But I will tell you what Jesus said about it. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. I like that, because I think I've confessed him maybe once or twice. I don't know if you've ever heard me say anything. I'm pro-Jesus, okay? I get this fixation, okay? I'm, I'm, my whole life is about Jesus, so at least I want to think that that's correct. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. I think I'm okay. I mean, I've never ever blessed to speak the name of Jesus. You're one of them Christians. I, yes, amen, that's me. What are they going to do, laugh at you? I've been laughed at before. It ain't that bad. I don't like it, all things being equal, but no, own it. Just own him. Don't ever, don't ever blush to speak the name Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what you do, because I know a lot of you talk in God terms, okay? That's fine. We say all through the Bible, the word God isn't. But you say, I, I believe in God, and you know, so does your friend who's a practical atheist. You know what I mean? Say the name Jesus every time you can when you're talking about God. That really gets them nervous. And I love it. I'm not trying to get them nervous, but I'm trying to let them know where we stand, okay? I don't want anyone to have any, I don't want to be ambiguous. Uh, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he is abide faithful. He cannot deny himself. So we, we punk out. We're not faithful. Satan comes and he picks us off. What does that do to God? Nothing. He's still faithful. We don't diminish him with our faithlessness. I'm glad. We confuse the... We, we really confuse people. Ah, I'm all about God. I'm, I love Jesus and I'm following God. And then we punk out. I don't know. You, you know what I say when I say punk out? You know what I mean? Here today, gone tomorrow. You've seen it. You've seen it. People come and they get saved and they, it looks like they really are on fire and they're all excited. And then they come little by little less and then they don't come at all and then they're gone and they're right back with the world. What happened? Satan? The, I don't know. Was it, was it the weeds that choked off the cares of this world? Was it that just seed on the, on the hard ground that's, that the birds came and... I don't know. I don't, I don't know what particular, what caused them to fall away. I don't know that we have to dial down that deep and, and try to... Uh, all I know is they were here and now they're gone. What does that do with God? Nothing. He's still faithful. And that gives me hope because let's say I've denied him. 
I'm sorry, Lord, uh, forgive me. I was wrong. Forgiveness. I mean, repentance, agreeing with God. Confession, I mean, is agreeing with God. Confess means to say the same thing about homilageo. We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us all, all sins and, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ask Peter. Peter will tell you, oh yeah, he's way faithful. I denied him. But I turned back to him in repentance. What happened? He forgave me because that's just how he is. Yeah, you had, thank you, finally an amen. Hey, you haven't gone so far that he's like done with you. Yeah, you're still drawing breath, right? He's, he's, he's forgiving. He, he can, listen, if you've messed up at home, at work, at any area of your life, repent. He'll bring his resurrection life to bear on that broken part of your life and he'll resurrect it. You just watch. That's what he does. It's who he is. Anyway. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of hearers. It's the gospel we're preaching. We're not, you know, a lot of people want to drag you off on a little side adventure, and what do you think about, and then they'll fill in, you know, the blank. UFOs, I don't know. I think there may be. I think Satan is posing as aliens, Satan and his horde. I think there, you know, there's enough people saw enough stuff up there. I, I don't know. Do I have a book, chapter, and verse? Not really. Again, just my opinion. I, I would warn you about any man's opinion. Okay? Well, you got the microphone. I know, but we're talking about these things too. I, I'm not going to sit here and debate with you about that. Why? Because at the end of the day, whether you believe in aliens or don't, that's not going to make you go to heaven. I think the things that we've got to really talk about are things that life and death issues. And I don't want to, because people always, you know, they always, they always want to drag me off into a, health is a big one. We have nutrition Nazis, I call them. Because they both begin with N. I don't really think you're a Nazi. If you take care of yourself and you feed your mom, if you feed your family healthy, good food, God bless you. I don't think, but I just call them nutrition Nazis because you want to make it up to the gospel. You know, uh, somebody comes up with uh, a cancer. Well, you've got to feed them carrot juice and you've got to... Uh, that's peripheral. I tell you what, carrot juice or not, everyone's going to die unless the trumpet sounds and Jesus takes us out of here, which, by the way, I think is closer than any of us would imagine, and I'm not setting a date. If that doesn't happen, we're all going to have our turn with death. I figured that out a long time ago. It's a vapor, right? Life's a vapor. Make the most of your mist. Well, that's all I can say. Put them, remember, charging them before the Lord. They strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Now, here's a famous verse. Studies show the self-approving to God. A workman needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, me and Sue used to be Awana leaders. Awana gets their... Uh, their, their name, Awana, from this verse. Approved workmen are not ashamed. And we use these little people. I mean, we met, we ministered them, we try and teach them King James Bible verse and help them memorize. I used to get a whiteboard and I'd write the whole verse out, you know. But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth him godly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I'd erase the word and I'd say, but to him that 
work ethic, and then we all, and so in a race one word time, we'd all get it. Now, Sally Smart shows up, and she's got 117 verses, and most of the kids don't study everything. We have to work them through this and stuff. I think it was a wonderful program. And the whole thing was, I said, because you've got to study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Does anyone believe that you have to study to show yourself approved unto God? Does anyone think that the Bible teaches that? I think so, too. And this verse doesn't teach that. <laughs> Sorry, it just doesn't. <coughs> Should you study? Yes. Yes. You have to know what the Bible says. And by the way, now here's the part where I, I get on my soapbox and I start yelling at you and shouting and make you feel horrible if you're not into the Bible enough, right? God knows there's enough guilt. I just want to employ you. This is helpful to your life. You can't, you're not going to hit what you're aiming for if you don't know what you're aiming for. You've got to know the direction, what the, the trajectory of your life's taking. You've got to, you need this guidebook. You, you, you just do. I'm not, is that, is that kind of guilt-free? Because I'm not trying to heap guilt on you, because no matter how much you study, there's always some going, you got to study more, you got to, sh-. and, and they will use verses like this and stuff. Anyone have a different writing, rendering of this? Study to show yourself approved. Anyone? You all King James people? I have a bad influence on you. Be diligent. It's talking about diligence. It's not talking about study at all. Should you study the Word of God? Yes. Should you read the Word of God? Yes. Should you memorize the Word of God? Yes. Should you live, love the Word of God? Yes, 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 yes. Be diligent. That's what he's talking about. Okay, he's talking about more of a craftsman than a, than a, than a professor. Be diligent to show yourself approved unto God. In other words, you're not here today, gone tomorrow, because this is what the whole chapter's about. No, there's a diligence here. The athlete, the, the soldier, the, the, the farmer, right? There's a diligence about these things. Hey, be diligent to show yourself approved unto God. Now, I've got to approve myself unto men. Every week, I gotta, I gotta like a, I'm only three or four days away from the final exam, and I've got to bring the goods and show everyone I know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to study. I want to show, hey, I spent some time with these verses. I, I grinded over them. I prayed some. I, I, I read some commentary. I listened to other brothers, what they said about it. I mean, I want to be approved worker, but I, but I want to tell you this. At the end of the day, I'm only, uh, it's, it's because I'm starting to show myself approved unto God. God's got to put his imprimata on me. People don't. And I'm not trying to be, arrogant or say, hey, your opinion doesn't matter around here. It, it kind of does. But in the end de- at the end of the day, I'm going to stand before my righteous judge, Jesus Christ, and he's going to say what kind of pastor I was or what kind of brother I was or what kind of husband I was or dad or grandfather or anything. His has the final say. And your opinion, will it come up at all? I don't think so. I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, nice here, but when, when, when somebody dies, does God email me? Well, what do you think? <laughs> he does not, okay? He doesn't, there's nothing I can say to add to his knowledge. And we're all going to stand before him at the end of the day. Because I know, you know, there are churches that have committees on, and they plan out the pastor's sermons and tell him what to preach. What do I think of that? Do you really have to ask? <laughs> 
Hey, I, I, it's not a popularity contest. It's just not. It, I have, there's an audience of one, and he's got the final say, and yeah, I thought that was really, uh, that's exactly what I wanted them to hear. Or he says, you, I think you missed it this time. You better be more diligent. Maybe spend more time checking with headquarters, or whatever it is. And I want to study. I want to be faithful, I mean, to show myself proven of God. And workman needs not to be ashamed. How do you Tell you what's shameful, what's right, and what's wrong. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly slicing. Dividing means to cut. Rightly cutting the word of truth. And it's used for all kinds of things in Scripture, like the sacrifice. You had to cut it up a certain way. Yeah. Um, furrows were cut a certain way when you're planting. You know, no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back. Fit for the kingdom of God. Why? You You've got your hand on a plow, you're going like this, you're going to, just, you're going to have these really funky furrows that aren't going to be cut right. Is there a way to not use the Word of God correctly? Oh yeah, have you watched YouTube? For every one good teacher, there's, I, don't, I, I dare not even guess. A lot of people out there, so what do you do? You're going to have to study. You're going to have to some discern these things. You're going to have to figure some things out. I will say this, though. If it's just you and your intellect, we have a problem. If it's me and my intellect, we have a problem. But we have the spirit of truth, who Jesus said, who Jesus cannot lie, said he will lead us in 12 truth. Now, sometimes the problem is he's not leading me anywhere. He's not leading me at all. I am planted right here. I wouldn't listen to him. If God came and spoke right to me and said, I, I, I don't care, I got my mind made up. Because God did speak to us. And I've used the Bible in such and such a way. Well, the Bible says this. And you say, well, I don't, I don't believe that. Oh, you had a big problem. You had a big problem. And I'm not trying to be melodramatic. Again, you're going to stand before Jesus Christ who wrote this whole wonderful book down. So you didn't believe it, huh? And by the way, You've got to believe it from cover to cover. You know one of the reasons why Satan picks us off one at a time? Give me one, just one, the biggest reason. The, the, the biggest reason. When we send kids off to uh, college, right, and we're sending se several of us off, are we worried about them becoming uh, Muslims? I I'm not. Every day I pray, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, don't let them join the, become Buddhists. I don't. I mean, I, I want everyone to stay away from false religion. What's the one thing that I'm most concerned about? I, I want them to still follow Jesus, and there's one big lie that Satan picks them off routinely, especially when I go to college, but usually before that. Creation. The, the, creation's the truth pot, okay? The lie is evolution. I'm very concerned about that. Everyone I'm, I'm not who doesn't believe in God that I talk to, that I minister to, that I work with, uh, that I have these conversations with. They believe in evolution in billions of years. Neither one of those supportable. Yeah, and it's funny to me, because this is a science, right? Sci science of evolution. It's a science. It's a fact. I can prove it. Billions of 14 and a half billion years ago. The new number is 14 and a half billion. It changes all the time, right? By the way, the Bible doesn't change, but the, your science textbook changes all the time. Fourteen and a half billion years ago, there was nothing. Then it exploded. Any science yet? Have I shared any science with you yet? That is a fact. That's exactly what happened. And if they, you, 
you even furrow your brow a little and say, that sounds rather dubious to me. They will mock you and tell you you are a rube. First it was nothing, then it exploded. How does nothing explode? And then where does like, this, I noticed there's like mercury and helium and hydrogen and lead. Where'd these things come from when there was nothing? I mean, there's a lot of it around, but it, there was none. Well, you have to believe that something came from nothing. Have I touched any science yet? And then, non-living things became living things. Well, how'd that happen? Well, we don't know. And this is still science. Still in your te- science textbook. Have I touched any science yet? And they will believe it. And they will be ridiculed if they don't believe it. I tell you, I watched GSN, uh, the uh, Genesis... Genesis Science Network. Every, every week before I come to church, I'm all geared up. That's why we talk about this a lot of times. Do you? Because I think some of you are trying to have it both ways. You're trying to get with, that ah, sounds credible, it sounds... Pl-. I've had, heard Christian ministers say, well, God could have used evolution. <sighs> he could have also, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That could... Uh, and if you stop believing it in Genesis, it's only a matter of time for you to stop believing it in Matthew. That's the problem. And it's always the problem. And that's where we lose them. Did they uh, throw away their crazy superstitions for science? No. They threw away divine truth for superstition. What were you thinking? And Satan picks them off. Oh, my goodness. You've got to study to show yourself approved. You've got to be faithful. You've got to be diligent in these things. To show yourself approved uh, unto God, a workman is not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You've got to stand what the Bible says. Do people wrongly divide the word of, uh, the word of truth? Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, can I give you an example? You say, I wish you would. Okay, good. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Now, if you're a backslider, this is your favorite verse. It's the only verse in the Bible you know, by the way. You get one of them little ceramic loaves of bread on your... On your, and you, 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 it's got one verse, and it's this verse, right? Judge not that ye be not judged. That's the, the verse of the backslider. So who do you think you are to tell me? The Bible says. You just, you just didn't rightly divide the word of truth. You just, that's not what that means. What are you, ridiculous? Jesus said, beware of dogs, beware of pigs. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Didn't he make a judgment call when he did that? I'm telling you, that's not what the verse says because the next verse says, with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, you shall be measured to you again. Jesus said, hey, listen, abstain from being all condemnation about people and stuff like this. Help them up. Be loving. Be gregarious. Work with them. Show them grace. Uh, uh, be patient and, and bring them along. Love them. You, you horrible sinner. I can't believe. Well, would I like people doing that to me this is the golden rule in another way judge not that you be judged because with the judgment you judge it's going to be judged back to you and so here i am i never want to be a holier than thou guy i want to be a helpful and i want to say hey listen the sin's a real thing and it's trapping you it's enslaving you it's making your whole life go sideways you're going to end up in a ditch upside down 
Get away from sin. Is this because I'm so holy? No, no, I'm your brother. I've been there. I know what it's all about. And my whole thing is like, uh, I don't want to be like Mr. Like righteous Guy. You know, uh, I want to be like, hey, listen, I'm a beggar. I found bread. You want to find some bread with me? Come on, let's go. And I think that's what the verse is saying, isn't it? Judge not, lest you be judged. Oh, you can't say, who do you think? What are you? You're not rightly dividing the word of truth now, are you? And there's a lot of verses. I can show you. There's a, there's, there's, you can fall in a thousand different angles. You can only stand in one. And this is why I say what I think it's, we're talking about rightly dividing the word of truth. Shun profane and vain babblings. They will increase unto more godliness. Debates about things that don't matter won't help you they won't. You avoid those things. Their word will eat up as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. He just called out two guys. Are they someone Timothy knew? It wouldn't make sense if he didn't. I don't always say names. I don't always, sometimes I have. I don't generally. Sometimes it's helpful. Here, and if you say, well, you shouldn't be naming names, well, Paul does. Okay, so just something you want to keep in the back of your mind. What's the problem with Hymenaeus and Philetus? Well, their names, for one, right? What's the other problem with them? Concerning the truth they've aired, they're saying that the resurrection has passed already and they overthrow the faith of some. This is what a cult is. This is what a, a worrisome... You can believe in mid-tribulation rapture or post-tribulation rapture. You know I'm a pre-tribulation guy. You can believe in one of those things and still go to heaven? No, you can. I... I, I can I humbly say, as humbly as I know how, I think you're wrong. But I don't think it's the difference between heaven and hell. But I think the resurrection is. He, they've said, hey, the resurrection's passed. Yeah, Jesus already rose. That's all you get. And some people have lost their faith because of that. That's the difference between a real plague, a real false teaching, a false doctrine, like evolution you embrace evolution, see if you don't lose your faith. Why, if you embrace evolution, what is wrong with your thinker? It's just made up of whole cloth. Say, it's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, why don't they promote, propose something better? They don't have anything better. They've, they've erred concerning the truth. Has the resurrection passed already? No, we're waiting for a trumpet blast. And by the way, you say rapture, I always say resurrection. Dead in Christ shall rise for us. See, that's resurrection. I don't know how else you look at it. It's one aspect of the first resurrection. First resurrection, second resurrection are categories. First resurrection, believers. Second resurrection, unbelievers, great white throne judgment. You don't want to be there. You're in one of those, everyone's in one of those categories. Even the unbeliever is going to resurrect. Well, we resurrect spiritually. No. It means that your body gets up on its feet. That's the word resurrection means. Jesus didn't spiritually resurrect. He physically resurrected. And remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble, no problem as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bound. Because he's saying we're going to rise in him. That's the whole thing. Um, Verse 11, it's a faithful saying, if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. But if he has risen from the dead, there's no hope of our resurrection either. So we get these two guys coming along. Oh, yeah, it's all past. And, and, and Paul said, uh-uh, uh-uh, no how, no way. Uh, we're, our whole resurrection is tied up in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so some people have lost their faith because of that. Nevertheless, 
the foundation of God standeth sure, if you perceive it, but most don't. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. I love that. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Why? He's gracious. Would he forgive 70 times 7? Oh, he already has. In my life, probably today if I think about it. Why would I still let myself be victimized by sin if he's saved me out of sin and given me the power, the Holy Spirit in me, to overcome these things? Um, he sprang the prison doors open. He took the shackles away. Why would I still be living in the jail cell? I, no, I ain't going to do it. That's what Satan wants me. It's for freedom. The Christ has set us free. An abundant life. Stand fast. Don't be entangled again that yoke of bondage. I've come they might live life and live it more abundantly means live it to the full. That's what Christ has for us. What does Satan have for us? More chains. You have to figure this out. I love you. I love you. I, if you feel condemned right now, please. Uh, it's your brother who loves you telling you this stuff. There's freedom in Christ. And Satan has changed. Hey, it's an easy, easy choice. Easy peasy. It's an easy choice. Okay, I'm losing my time. I've got to keep going. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In a great house there are not only those vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, or an approved workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Okay, he's extending the metaphor. And, and he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified meat for the masses used, and prepared for every good work. So in every, it says great house, means wealthy man. So he's got gold and silver stuff. That's the serving dishes. He's got sterling silver teapot with the, you know, the, Paul Revere collection, and then he's got some stuff that's just made of wood or pottery. So there's vessels that are honorable, like food stuff, and there's some that are dishonorable, like what? Your garbage bin, your bedpan. <laughs> Nobody under like <laughs> under 100 knows what that means. They used to back in the day when they didn't have working lavatories inside the house. You said this thing called a bedpan. Chamber pot. pot. Same thing. Uh, I want to be a chamber pot for Jesus, right? No, all things being equal, I want to be something that's useful. So what am I going to do? I'm going to purge myself from these. How do I do that? Let everyone in the name of the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I want to be useful for him. I mean, all things being equal, don't we want to be useful for him? Yeah. And how do you do that? You can't be, I can't be like living duplicitously. I can't call you to a life of righteousness while I'm living a lie, while my life is, who was telling us last night at dinner, it was about someone, and he was, man, he was a bad, and you think he was the most godly, and they had the best marriage going, and he was hiring prostitutes, and his whole life was shady deals, and, and it was like, and everyone was like, oh my, who knew? He couldn't, and I was thinking like, this, that happens. We don't want to be that. We're going to be the real deal. We're going, to be, we're going to stand before God, and we want to be useful to him. We want to be approved workmen. Um, so how do you get to that place? Well, flee also youthful lust, large hint. And let's say it doesn't mean sexual. I mean, it can. It can. How about pride? How about that, that lust of things? I want everything. 
I want this and I want that and I want, you got to flee that. I remember talking to a brother, he was a lot older, and I was, you know, a young man, and like a young man, I had young man's blood boiling in my veins. And I would ask him, I said, so when can I expect an end to this lust thing? Sorry, just, just being honest with you, right? He said, I, he, guy's in his 80s. I said, I don't know. When I get there, I'll tell you. That's what he said to me. I'm like, <laughs> disheartened. I don't want to hear that. He said, you have to have the victory over this now or you're going to end up an old pervert. <gasps> I want to end up an old pervert. So I took it on myself. Like, I'm, I'm winning this. I'm winning this battle. Flee the lust. So how do you flee them? I don't know. A lot of ways. Don't engage. Don't, don't put it in your mind. Don't think about. Don't, and I'm, I'm not saying it's all about sex. I'm saying it's all about whatever it is that motivates you away from God. Get rid of it. Absolutely, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Is this helpful? It, choose to sin. Choose to suffer. There's no benefit to sin in your life. And Satan says, hey, this is wonderful. And you say, not so much. I see the chains attached. Forget about it. Ain't going there. I don't listen to you anyhow. Depart. Depart from iniquity. Purge yourself from these unworthy vessels. Flee youthful lust. Instead, follow righteousness, faith. It's a faith walk. You're living righteous. That means right, sound, whole, holy, sanctified. In this faith walk, charity, because we're marked by love. Everything we do is about love. Peace. I love peace. Peace, I love peace, I love the peace of God. You know, turbulent things happen all around. We are living in perilous times. We'll see that next week. I think I'll dramatically be able to point out. Gee, I wish I had an illustration. I have 40,000 illustrations. The whole sermon, a month of sermons, two months of sermons could be an illustration of why we're living in perilous times. So I'm nerved up? Oh no, that's the peace of God. It passes all understanding. Don't you have that? Anyone say amen, you've got the peace of God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Uh, what do you, how do you get that peace? We, we call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Lord, help me. He's like, yeah, here I am, his daddy. He's come to fix it, save the day. Lord, help me. Help me flee youthful lust. I don't want to be a slave. This, yeah, I'm here. I'm here for you, son. I'm here for you. Daughter, what do you call you? Deer, lamb chop, I don't know. And I told you last week, I've never in my life ever implored God where he left me hanging out to dry, flapping in the breeze, where are you, God? Thanks for nothing. I, I'm not, I can't say it won't happen. I think I can say it won't happen. But I know for a fact it hasn't happened yet. Lord, I want you to help me overcome sin in my life. I repent. I'm done with it. And he's like, that's what I want to hear. Come on, we're going to grow you up. We're going to... We're gonna firm you up. We're going to give you some spine with some spunk and we're going to show you how to overcome Satan in your life. We're going to show you how to depart from evil. He's all about that. God's not indifferent towards our spiritual growth. Uh, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. So hasn't he already said that? But he says it twice in a different way just to outline that. Don't let your life be about where Cain got his wife. Who cares? I, it, it's easy. It was a sister, okay? What, what are you going to do, report them? What, who cares? But we do that. At the end of the day, we've, we've debated and we've got nowhere. I convince you to see my way of things, and you're still as lost as all lost 
I'm not doing it. It's, it's foolish. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, as I said before. So I see somebody sinning. Beat them. Whip them. That'll fix them. No, it won't. Apt to teach might. Patient will. Love will win the day. People respond to love. They don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. It's true. I can't give you a book, chap, book chapter and verse that says that. But I think the whole New Testament says that. It's a faith walk and it's characterized by love. Uh, arrogance? No, no. And meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. Uh, Ravi Zacharias is fond of saying, it's an Indian proverb, no sense giving somebody a rose after you cut off their nose. And doesn't First Timothy, First uh, Peter agree with this? You can go there if you want, but I'll just get right, open right to it. First Peter chapter 3, verse five, 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, right? And be, always, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Because if you're arrogant, they might ask, but they won't ask twice. But if you're meekened, because that's a fellow human being created in God's image, who God loves, who Jesus died for. I mean, think it through. He's reaching out to me, wants to know something. Well, I'm going to tell him, meekly. Uh, I have a problem, because I, I can, you guys know, I can, I, can, I can tend towards arrogant unless I'm on my game and I'm very prayed up and I'm, and we start debating, you know, and people want to make me a rube. I can make them look kind of foolish. Is that what God wants? Never. <laughs> never. Um, never. With meekness. Servant of God must not strive to be gentle and to all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. What happens to acknowledge? You've got to repent from the error that you've been involved in, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. You believe like me, you love Jesus like me, you're crazy about God like me, or you're under the snare of the devil. He's taking you captive at his will. Say, really? Yeah. You say, that's arrogant in of itself. No, it's not. That's what the Bible says. You're in, you're out. You belong to him and, you're, and you know victory in your life. You're, you're able to depart from sin. You, you can purge yourself from that worthless vessel stuff. You can live the life that God wants you to, to live. He's not saying these things like, good luck, nobody can attain it, but you should be striving to do it anyway. When he says, like, flee youthful lust, he's expecting that you would do this. You will flee youthful lust. And whatever the definition of lust is, Whatever you're after that does not take you closer to God is an idol and you should get rid of it altogether. Anyway, does he expect that we will? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this helpful? Hey, I'm trying to be meek in this. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to lecture and pound and shout and holler. I, I get kind of fired up about these things, right? I mean, obviously. It's because I see people. Satan comes and he whispers in their ear, come over here, it's better. It's a lie. It never is. And he's never going to lead you any place good. What do I do? I'm just going to find out what the Bible says. I'm going to, that's, that's my whole, God, you never lead me into those bad places. He leads me into these verdant pastures with green and running water and shade. And he knows how to bless. I'm that fat, dumb, happy sheep who has, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? I got it all. Lust, 
what you mean something he hasn't already given me he's given me all things pertaining to life and godliness there's nothing he's withholding that's satan talk yea hath god said he's withholding from you there eve she should have said you're a liar yeah, my face. I, I don't follow you. I'm following God. We'll wait for God to show up, and we'll, we'll all talk about it, and we'll, we'll get his instruction again. You've got you to gotta have that feisty. You've got to have that, I ain't following Satan. Just be helpful, okay? Let's, let's stand. Let's pray. The worship team will come out of here and send us out in song. Lord, your word is so clear. We don't want to be of them who start, hang on for a while, and fall away. We don't want to be the seed that was eaten by birds or choked out by thorns or that had no depth because we were on rocky soil. We want to be the real deal. I think, Lord, you know, in, in as, as much as it lies in us, we have a choice to make. Lord, help us to just put down any absurd idea of rebellion against you, our loving Heavenly Father, who only has good things for us. And, Lord, following Satan's hard. I said in the sermon already, choose to sin, choose to suffer. Lord, we don't want to suffer. We want to, we want to live and, and love you and worship you only. In those places, there's great peace there. We praise and thank you for all the things that you've given us, everything pertaining to life and God. And thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us to rightly divide these things, cut straight these things in our mind. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. It is our desire to get God's Word out to all, so our podcasts and everything else downloaded from our website is free. But we do have expenses, and if you feel led to give a dollar for this resource, please go ahead and click the Give tab on our website at plowboyministries.org. Grace and peace. And everything I want out dear I count it all as lost Lead me to the cross